Hello, and welcome to the Bring It On podcast. I'm your host, Erin, photographer, obsessed runner, self-proclaimed crazy person with a gift for sharing advice, embarrassing life experiences, health, fitness, and a life's mission of busting you out of your excuse-driven mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, friends. Welcome back. It is Monday, April 19th. I did not record a podcast, a second podcast last week, because I am a slacker. For real, though, it was it was a little bit of a clutch end of the week, and it just did not get done. So here we are on Monday. Today is... ah. First Monday post-race, I had my first race on Saturday morning, the Kiwash Half Marathon down in Washington, Iowa. Um, it's, a, it's a trail half um, on a really nice trail. I've done it twice now. And Saturday, <laughs> oh my God, I thought I was going to die. Like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that I know and I knew going into this that I was not in the same run condition I was last August. Not even close. And I have been having some IT issues with my left IT band, and it's been making my left knee a little bit bitchy. Turns out that my left fibula was out. Um, Dusty works some magic on that left leg that's kind of a disaster on Friday morning. And that helped like a shit ton. And I tried to just take it easy. And of course, you know, you get to race day morning and it was a little chilly. Um, it was a whole like big thing to figure out um, a tire of how I wanted to dress. <laughs> it's like such a girl. Oh my God. But it was like 40 something in the morning. So, I mean, it was chilly and there was a breeze. So, but I know that when I run, I get hot right? I mean, I get freaking hot. If you've ever seen any of my Facebook posts, workout posts, you guys, I sweat freaking buckets. And so I get hot and I didn't want to be hot and run because once you get your core temperature up, it's tough to bring it down. Um, and yeah, I didn't want to get hot. So I went shorts and a tank and, um, I did put on compression sleeves on my calves, some pro compression, compression sleeves because I have to run in toe socks. And my sister was correct. The NGG toe socks suck ass. They have awful reviews. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just try it. Maybe it's just everybody else. <laughs> no, they just suck. So it was my regular NGG toe socks are awesome. The regular socks are awesome. Everybody that like is unfamiliar with them, um, thinks they're really weird, but I'm telling you what, I don't wear anything else. It's either barefoot or toe socks, period. And then like compression sleeves if I feel like I need compression, unless I'm like on a recovery day or asleep, then I'll wear regular compression socks without the toe socks. But anyways, I digress. Here we are talking about socks. Um, I did last the last team zoot order that I put in, I bought a pair of arm sleeves and I had used them once and they were 
I don't know. They were weird. It's something to get used to because it's got the the like no ride sticky stuff on the inside of the sleeve, which was kind of uncomfortable the first time I used them. But I did use them on Saturday morning and I'm glad I did because I probably would have just tensed up so bad for the first half of the half, first half of the half, um, that it just would have been bad. So I, they were not uncomfortable at all this time. Um, and then like when I reached the turnaround, I'm trying to remember where the turnaround was for this half marathon. Cause it's an out and back, right? So you do, when you start, you start a little bit in town. There's like a mile or two in town or a mile and a half or something like that in town before you hit the trail. So it kind of spreads you away from the finish line. That way, when you come into the finish line, you don't have so much in town running to do. Although I really don't love the finish of this race. It is fucking hard. Like I'll get there in a minute. I'll get there in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. So like you, you run about a mile ish in town and then you hit the trail on the way out of town. And if I'm not completely discombobulated, I think the trail goes West. I think because I'm pretty sure there was like a Northwest wind or West wind on Saturday. And we were running like right into it, into the open spots and like about mile six, seven, eight, somewhere around in there, there was, it seemed like it really picked up right before you got to the turnaround and kudos to all of the race directors and the volunteers. You guys did awesome. It was so much appreciated. Had a great turnout. There were like 635 people, I think it was. And a little over 300 people did the half marathon, which is rad. I think there were like about 300, um, for the entire thing last year with, you know, the C word and all that stupid shit. So it was a great turnout. Lots of people there, lots of support along the course. Um, there was a gal that had set up a candy stop. She had Candyland decorations, which was pretty rad. There was a pickle ball with people dressed in pickle outfits that were hilarious. There was the Washington girls on the run team was there for one of the water stops, which was good to see as a goater coach that made my heart happy. And, um, it was great. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people there to support and cheer. And especially those spots where you're just like hitting that, ugh, you know, the real, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And, you know, I always love the signs that say you paid to do this. Remember that <laughs> because you did, I mean, you paid your entry fee to go, to go run a half marathon. And, um, I made the, the classic first race mistake. I went out too hot, <sighs> but it felt good. It felt good to like run, you know, like actually run. So uh, I just like, I looked at my watch once, um, because one of my fellow team zooters that I happened to just meet at the finish line or at the starting line, I'm sorry, Justin, he, uh, like, Hey, team suit. And he, he recognized me because I post on the Team Zoot Great Lakes Facebook page sometime, you know, and that's, it's so funny because like, you know, you get to know people on um, social and then you see them in real life and it's kind of that weird, like, I know you, but I don't know you, but I know you thing. Um, but it's kind of cool. So I ran with him for a little while and um, then I ended up actually leaving him in the dust at, where did I leave him at? I don't remember. But I kind of backed off and let him go ahead of me a little bit for a little while. And because uh, we started with the 930 pacer 
And we were both like, that's the slowest fuck. So <laughs> we went, we left the 930 pacer and he's like, see ya. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny. Um, he looked at his watch when we were coming back underneath the bridge in town. So when you leave, you go out and you hang a left and you go down this hill underneath the train bridge. And then you kind of make a loop around and then you go back underneath the train bridge. And he looked at his watch and I'm like, what are you doing? Don't be looking at your watch. And, um, he told me the time and I'm like, shit, this is too fast. Ah, screw it. Let's go. So we kept going. And of course, like, you know, it, it definitely did not negative negative split that race by any stretch of the imagination. I knew I wasn't going to. I mean, unless I started out like with the 11 minute pacer um, or the 11 minute, then I might have negative split the entire race. But really, whatever. It, it is what it is. I went into this. Um, last year, I won my age group with, uh, what was it, like hour 50 or something like that. I don't remember what the time was, but I knew that, I mean, going into this, I knew I was not in the same run shape as what I was last year. So it's fine. And if I was somewhere close to that two hour mark, as long as I stayed under 215, 230 and didn't walk half the thing, that's what my, what my target was, is I want to finish injury free and I didn't want to totally just, you know, walk. <laughs> I did walk a couple of times and I stopped at a couple of the water stops. And last year I did not stop at any of the water stops because I had, um, I had taken hydration with me. I have some little bottles that I'll put water with noon in and I did the same. And I learned something, um, this go around was that I really, uh, craved just plain water this time. And I think it has something to do with, um, switching over to my diet being keto that I just, I didn't want the noon. It just tasted weird and it just felt heavy and like sticky. I don't, that sounds so bad. That's so, oh my God, that's bad. Oh, it was too sweet. And I mean, noon is not sweet, right? It doesn't have like, I think the total carb count per two tablets is like six grams for two tablets. So like it was like three grams of carbs or something like that for one tablet. I'd have to look to be honest with you. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but, um, it felt, I felt, I wish I would have had just plain water in there, maybe one with noon and the other two with plain water. But this was kind of a test to see how my body reacted to, um, a race being keto. Cause normally I have been a car burner um, historically. And this is something new for me. And it was like, just right at week three complete of switching over. So, um, I didn't feel amazing, but I didn't feel like total shit until about nine mile nine is when I started to really feel it. And I kind of think that that's probably part because I started out so fast. Had I started out maybe and stayed with that 930 pacer for the first couple miles and then just stepped it up a little bit, it would have probably been better. Um, normally I hit my wall at about mile 11. Mile 11 is just like, I want to die. What are you doing? And then I'll, I'll run like a 10 minute mile for that mile 11. And then I can get myself, my brain smack back around to realizing that no bitch, you can run. Let's run. Let's go. And, um, I kind of struggled with that. The, the whole mental game was not quite there this time, which 
first season race of the year. Not to be, um, I wasn't surprised um, by any of it just because it is the first race of the season. I knew I went out pretty hot and it was okay and it's fine. Um, I just wanted to see what it felt like and I wanted to see what I had, what I didn't have. And I did. And I, I didn't have a 13 mile, 845 pace. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, it wasn't bad. I think I finished overall. My pace was like 918 or something like that. I finished in 20150. So 202, just say, just call it two hours, two minutes. And, um, the, the turnaround was great because I'm glad it, we didn't go out any further because that headwind really picked up and there was a gal that was just on my fucking heels and I slowed up a little bit to try to drop her to get her to come around me and she wouldn't. Um, well, I'm like, okay, I was bigger than her. She was smaller than me and younger by, I would say probably at least 10 years. And, um, she was kind of doing the Galloway method for a little while. She would run and then she'd walk and then she'd run and then she'd walk. And every time she walk, I would pass her and then, you know, she would pick up and run again and pass me. And I think she started to get annoyed by that whole run walk thing. <laughs> so she just stayed on my heels for the longest time. And then, um, we got to a water stop and I kind of just held a little bit back and let her go in front of me for a little while. And then I stayed on her heels for a while and let her listen to my tromping right behind her, but she had headphones in. So I don't even know if she could hear my footsteps, but I could hear hers because I did not run with headphones because I am trying really hard to get used to that because for Ironman, there is no uh, headphones. You cannot run with headphones. I don't even think you can have like a, a speaker. Uh Oh, Alexa off. Forgot about an alarm I had. Sorry about that. Whatever. Um, but with, for Iron Man, you cannot have uh, headphones. It's a safety issue. That's just one of the rules, whatever. And like, I think you can have your phone um, with you, but you can't use it or anything. I'm not for sure. I'm not taking mine with me. I didn't race with mine on Saturday. I mean, if I drop to the ground, there's going to be somebody around. And almost everybody else had their phones. So I really wasn't worried about it. Like if I just dropped whatever, I'd be fine. Or I'd be dead one or the other. Um, it's really no laughing matter because there was a guy that did pass away. He died on the course last year. It was, um, and then there was, they did a big banner on the railroad overpass thing, my Bob that was in memory of him, which was pretty cool. So they had a memorial mile for him. And, um, it was great. There were a lot of people out there. There were some uh, people that had like, uh, like I want to say conga drums, but I don't even know if that's right. But there were some people that were playing music, uh, which was cool. You know, most every aid station, somebody had a Bluetooth speaker playing music, which was great. You get that little bit of upbeat pickup. And then um, on the like transition area where you go from, there's like a Y in the street, it's kind of an interesting intersection where you head towards the trail or you're coming back in to the city streets. There's one of the fire trucks just sitting there. And usually there's uh, somebody there with a big speaker and they're, they're playing music and that's awesome. 
So it's really cool. I know the volunteers, I mean, that's got to be boring to be standing out there for like three hours or however long they're out there, you know, while everybody's running the course, it's got to be kind of boring for them, but it's cool that they're there. They do that. So one of these days I'm going to have to go volunteer at a race, be a volunteer instead of a participant to help give back some of that energy. Because I mean, like I'm totally good at that. And I was cheering people on, you know, um, as we went, because there were a lot of people that were faster than me. <laughs> um, somebody, the guy that won did break the course record. I did not see the gal that won it last year and the year before she was not there. So I was kind of bummed. I was looking forward to seeing her run. Cause she's like, I mean, she runs beautifully. It's like smooth, just like silk. So cool to watch. And she's fast. But there was a guy um, that set a new course record. It was faster than her, broke her course record, won a thousand bucks, which is cool because that's the deal. Um, you break the course record, you win a thousand dollars. So I, that's not in my future, just FYI. So that's not something that I'm training for because that's like, oh, I, that's like under, way under, like, I don't know, like five minute miles, four minute miles. I mean, they're fast. They're like freaking fast, like ass on fire, fast. Um, I don't know if I would even be that fast if I was running for my life. Seriously. <laughs> I don't think my legs can turn over <laughs> that fast. I'd probably fucking biff it. Cause you know, I'm graceful like that. Oh my gosh. It was cool though. But like, so the, the turnaround is a little, it's over halfway. Okay. So the turnaround is a little over halfway. Um, and, uh, they have, that's the beer stop. Okay. So there's like somebody there with a bush light and they're putting out bush light and water. I did not grab the bush light. You guys, I'm still doing 75 hard. Um, or else I totally would have. And then I'd have probably just like wanted to vomit everywhere because running and beer and sloshing. Uh, no, it's just bad news. <laughs> I remember seeing on the, the first Quad Cities half marathon that I did. Okay, well, the only Quad Cities half marathon I did because the other one got canceled or whatever. We had to do it virtually. But the first Quad Cities half marathon I did, there were people that had like placed bush light, cans of bush light along the course. Um, and then I found out later that some of my other fellow team zooters that live in the Quad Cities, like, I saw them, even though I didn't know who they were at the time, that were on the course handing out cans of bush light. I'm like, oh man, no, I can't, mm -mm, can't handle that shit. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll have beers after I'm done, but not while running. That's too much carbonation, and I'm thinking I would want to just fucking hurl everywhere. And at the finish line on Saturday morning, I thought I was going to hurl everywhere, and I didn't even have any beer. That. The, the last half mile of that course is brutal. Like you come off the trail and you make this hard right turn. And it is like this hard curve and downhill grade, like straight downhill. And I was like, tuck and roll, tuck and roll. I really thought about just like tucking and rolling down the hill. I'm not even kidding. And the guys looked at me like, what the fuck is she talking about? But I just kept going. They're like, whatever. Um, maybe they thought I got into the bush light a little bit too much or something. Who knows? It's hard telling. So went down that 
and then you kind of have a little bit of an upgrade or an up a grade up for a little bit on the coming off the trail and then you kind of make a rounded left turn and you have a little bit of an incline not super big but it feels super big after you just are you know ran 12 and a half miles and you know you're really close to being back and you know that there's a big fucking hill or a really steep hill coming at the end right so you kind of you go up this half a block and you take a right and go up and down a little bit and then you take another hard left and then this block is like it's where the you pick up the um, the brick street right it is oh my god it's so hard the first time i thought this was the finish line right i thought all I got to do is get up this hill and I just push my ass off up this hill and then you're in the flat and I thought the finish was there. Wrong. You have to make a left and then another left. So it's like another two blocks. So this time, excuse me, going up this hill, I'm mind fucking it to death because I already know that at the top of this hill is not the finish. I have to go another like two and a half blocks to get to the finish. And that's two left turns. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God, we're almost there. We're so close. Just keep going. Oh my God, I want to die. What did I do this for? Why did I do this? You know, all the questions like, you're almost there. You're almost there. What the fuck were you thinking, you idiot? Why did you go so fast? You know, just the million mile an hour thoughts going through my head. And it, it, it's so hard. You just got to push that shit down and be like, shut up. Just shut up. Just finish. Just keep going. You're almost there. Stop pussing out. Just keep going. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Just go. Just go. Just go. You know, and there's some people that are along there and you can hear the crowd, which helps a ton. Oh my God. Crowd support at the finish line is like, oh, is the best because it just pulls you, just pulls you and makes you run faster because you're so close to being done. And um, I did not trip over the timing mats this time. Yay me. Um, I have not seen my finished photos yet, but I know I had to have been like cringing because I seriously come down that into the finish shoot and I'm like, I'm going to fucking hurl. I'm going to blow chunks everywhere. And my stomach is just, you know, and you feel that crampiness, like that tightening, tight stuff. Because I had probably the last five miles, I really struggled. I had, um, like, you know, you get a side stitch, but it was like really low in my left abdomen, like right around the hip flexor area, could not get it to go away. And I'll be damned if I was going to stop and walk. I mean, I did once because I just had to stop for a second. And um, the biggest reason why I didn't want to stop was because at about mile seven, I noticed a blister starting on the back of my right foot. When, when I took off, I knew that my right shoe was a little bit loose. I should have fixed it before I left. I should have run a few strides, half block, whatever, to make sure that my shoes were right. Because this was the first time wearing these shoes. They're a different style. They're a carbon plate shoe. Um, they felt really weird to start with. I bought the Brooks uh, with the carbon plate. I don't remember what they are. Hyperion Elite or something like that is what they're called. They are, I did not buy the Nike Vaporflies, A, because I couldn't find them, and B, because I didn't want to spend that much. I was like, oh, that's a lot. Because you only get like 50 to 100 miles out of a pair of shoes like this with a carbon plate. Um, 
I'm not that fast. It's hard to justify that. So like the ones I bought were expensive enough for only being a hundred mile shoe. So I should have checked that, but that was one of the biggest reasons why I didn't want to stop was because man, you stop. If you can run through that blister, I mean, it's annoying and it hurts, but it's just like, just keep your legs moving. Just keep going and fucking muscle through it. And by this time I had uh, picked up enough rocks from the trail part of it or the, the lime, the crushed limestone part of it that I had rocks rolling around in my shoes. And, you know, so I'm fiddle fucking around with that as I'm running each stride, trying to get them to shake forward. So they're out from underneath my feet. And that's a whole process. I mean, if you run on gravel, you know what I mean? But as soon as you stop and dump your shoes out, I mean, as soon as you stop and dump the rocks out, unless you're off the rocks, you're still going to get more rocks in there. Just those little teeny tiny granular um, pebbles, you know, just the little shit is going to be in, in your shoes. There's just, once it's in there, it's fucking in there. Just leave it. Unless it's like a big rock that you can't like get out from underneath your toes or whatever. Whatever. What do you do? I, I don't want to stop because I just don't want to stop. I mean, we're racing. Why am I stop for? Fuck stopping. I'm going to keep going. But I did stop a couple times. Um, I did. The reason why I stopped at the water stop was because I needed regular water. And <clears throat> if you've never tried to drink out of a little, you know, like the, the little um, uh, cardboard-ish paper cups, the little tiny ones, like, you know, from the dentist office when we were kids, you know, or like a little pill cup basically is kind of what they are, but not plastic. They're a little bit bigger than that. Um, if you try to drink them, you know, you're sloshing it around while you're running. So of course I just snort it straight out my nose and then I'm hacking and coughing and that's a whole situation. So I normally, or I have gone to carry my own water, but I really needed just plain water. So the first time I tried to do it while running and I didn't do it right because I forgot to smoosh half the cup um, and like shoot it, right? I just tried to regularly drink it. So I snorted half of it up my nose and that was a whole, I mean, sinus cleanse basically, you know. Yeah, that was great. So I stopped <laughs> to walk and that adds probably, you know, an extra 10, 15, 30 seconds to your time depending on how long you take with the slowing down and <clears throat> stopping and then starting again. Plus it breaks your stride. So, you know, it's a whole situation, but it was all right. So coming into the finish line, I guess I kind of jumped around there a little bit. Sorry about that. You're welcome, Adam. There was your squirrel moment for you. Um, coming into the finish line, I could hear somebody yelling, go Aaron, go Aaron. Turns out it was, um, Aaron Emoyle. She is from, uh, the Cedar Rapids area. I think, no, she's not crap. Anyway, she's a member of the no regrets running group on Facebook that I've kind of got to know. Um, and I was like, who the fuck is yelling my name, which was awesome because it was a great distraction from the cramping that I had going on my, on in my stomach <laughs> coming across the finish line. Cause I thought I was going to hurl. But I didn't hurl. I got done. I stopped off to the side and like my legs were fucking shaking so bad. And like you feel that wave of like heat just run all over your body when you're about to puke. 
And I looked up and I see there was a ranger parked about, I don't know, probably 50 yards away from me. And I started to walk towards it. And then I'm like, oh no, don't go anywhere. So I kind of bent over and put my hands on my knees and just let it pass or hope to let it pass. It did pass. I was waiting. I'm like, oh, if I start hitching, <clears throat> I'm going to have to run over and like duck behind the that ranger or the corner of the building or something because I'm going to blow chunks everywhere. But it subsided. That that hot, oppressive, like, it's like walking out of a 65 degree air-conditioned room in the middle of July, late July, when it's 100 degrees in the shade and 100% humidity. That's what that feels like. That heavy, oppressive, hot, bleh, like that big weight. That's what that felt like. And I'm like, Whoa. yeah. And just muscled it back down. <laughs> I'm sure it was probably people were like, oh, fuck, she's going to blow chunks everywhere. Wait for it. Wait for it. But I didn't. It was okay. So it was fine. And that was the first time I've ever wanted to hurl coming across the finish line before. So that was fun. <clears throat> I'm anticipating that uh, Half Iron Man in Des Moines is probably going to elicit similar reactions <laughs> after 70.3 miles. Hopefully I don't DNF before that. Um, yeah, we just got to make it through the swim <clears throat> without inhaling or, you know, swallowing all of Gray's Lake and then barfing it all back up on the bike. So that's the goal. So that is our Monday morning race recap from Kiwash in Washington. I will probably do it again next year because it's a great early season race. Um, a lot of good, it was great to see a lot of friends there and meet some new people in person that I know online. So that was really awesome. And I finally actually got in on the group picture for the no regrets running group. Yay me. Cause normally I'm fiddle fucking around and I always miss it, but I got there this time. So, woohoo. So next up, um, I don't even know what I got next up. I think Pigman is the next race and that's an Olympic distance triathlon in Palo in June, two weeks before Ironman. So that's it. I will catch you guys on the flip side. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me? Shoot me an email at bringitonpc at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.